סבבה, מה יש? יש אותנו ברמות, ושוט בהפקות. אוקיי, אוקיי. I want to open this episode and say out loud, fuck the Jews. They bring me, brought me to here, to this awful country with this war and financial crisis. They don't give me any choice. Even if I will leave this fucking shit place, people will hunt me. And there is like one billion Islamic people in the world. And Allah fucking Wakbar, two, bi- two million. I hate all these fuckers, high-tech, Jewish, uh, who work at Monday.com. What is this fucking name, Monday.com? Like, how can possibly this kind of, like, organization can be successful if this is the name you chose? And fuck all the Jewish, fuck also the, the cafe owners. Like, what the story about the, the, the cafe in, uh, in Shapiro, which I will not say his name? This is like a local neighborhood cafe and I need to stand in a line for like 20 minutes and meet like, I don't know, three different exes and some like crappy hipster who give me like this fucking bitter look of like, I know who you are and like I give a shit about you and fuck you all, all the Jewish, the, the people who in politics and fuck the hipster Jewish and fuck... The Jewish uh, bride. I will always be a victim, you know? I don't know. Not according to the whole like Hamas-Israel narrative thing. They're the victims, we're the oppressors. Have you not been? Are you like ChatGPT? You're not really up to date about what's been going on since October 7th? It sucks to be Jewish. How I'm anti-Semitic. I just fucked a Jewish bitch, yo. Wait, I want to do better. Amazing song. Amazing song. How I'm anti-Semitic. I just fucked a Jewish bitch, yo. No, he didn't do a yo. It's November 21st, Tuesday, noon, Doors Apartment, Shapira, Tel Aviv. And this is October 7th, emotionally raw coverage from Door Comet and me, Amy Sapan. There is a future as Jewish, as fucking Jewish. There is a future, you can see the future, I cannot see the future. I mean, okay, predicting the future. I had a really cool conversation with ChatGPT this morning at the cafe. I've been like, I mean, it takes me a while to like get on board with stuff. Like you remember when DVDs came out? Yeah, I guess I, I was. Okay, so like I remember VHSs. Like I grew up with VHS cassettes and... We talked about this in episode 18, Be Kind, Rewind, blockbuster videos, loved them. And then I remember when like DVDs like started coming out, my grandfather had the, the Laserdisc also. So I was like in the loop on what a Laserdisc is. And then when the DVDs came out, I was like, who needs DVDs? Like we have VHS and that's great. Like what is the benefit of DVDs? Like how? <laughs> I'm not like super tech forward. I'm just like, I'm chill with like, I'll make do with what I have. And one of my closest friends is like a huge AI expert. And I've been hearing about AI for like years and talking about it and whatever. But like here and there, I try a little bit. 
I used a little bit of Google Bard this summer. Anyway, this morning, I just like went for it. ChatGPT and I were hanging out for like two and a half hours this morning and I had a great time. And then I was even talking to ChatGPT about like our podcast, social media strategy, all sorts of stuff. And then I fed it um, an episode description, like a bunch of my messy notes from our first episode. And then it like gave me some really chipper, bright, sunny language for our first episode. Um, and I was like, oh, could you tailor this a little bit, like in light of October 7th? And it's like, if October 7th has significance, feel free to add that. I'm like, oh, hey, ChatGPT, do you know about what happened on October 7th? And ChatGPT is like, no, I'm like not up to date. Like I, I basically, they cut me off. Like I think at the beginning of this year, the, like last year at some point. So I'm like, okay, let me tell you about what happened. And I start talking to ChatGPT about what happened. And then it's like responding to me. It's like, well, um, I'm not into like promoting violence and just like some very weird language, but it was very interesting because this tool from the future isn't even caught up on the present and it's going to be used by people and it's being used by people now to kind of craft the present, which is going to influence the future, but it's like not up to date. And then even when I was speaking to it about October 7th, I was like, okay, ChatGPT, imagine a world where this thing happened, like Hamas comes in, infiltrates thousands of terrorists, all the people that died, everything that like our listeners know about. Now imagine that like Osama bin Laden's like trending with Gen Zers on TikTok. Like, what do you make of that? You know, and ChatGPT is like, oh, I have no feelings, beliefs, convictions, assumptions. Like I just went for it, like asking it like, well, what are the boundaries of what you do or don't know? So long story short, Dor, of course I can't fucking predict the future. I don't know what's going to happen. You think like I knew, like I was looking at like my photos from early October and I'm like screenshots of like little like techniques for weaving on a floor loom and the, the, you know, plants that I was collecting to dye fabrics with and whatever, like my whole yesterday, I, I had some time during the day and I was in my studio again. I was like, oh, what should I put on in the background? Cause I like like having videos or, or clips or podcasts. And it's like, all I wanted to put on had to do with October 7th. But at the same time, I was like nauseated. Like there's, I, I'm really like hit my saturation point on how much I can listen to like the subject matter, you know, all day. And so I really felt like nauseous, but I also felt like I can't let go of this, but then I, I did. And I mean, what I'm doing in the studio doesn't have anything to do with this. I'm like quilting, you know what I mean? So it's like very, very strange. I kind of wanted to read some responses from chat GPT. Do you think I should? Is that interesting? I think the lesson we all learn about technology and shit from the future, that we cannot count on it. You know, as same as Israel, that was like, oh, the technology will save us from Hamas. And like, you know, they have this amazing equipment from company like fucking Monday fucking dot fucking com. And eventually, Hamas like come through the through the gate. 
I I feel like ChatGPT would probably say something like this to you right now because it's what it told me this morning. Quote, I'm genuinely sorry to hear about the difficult circumstances you're facing. While I may not have personal beliefs or emotions, I'm here to provide support and assistance to the best of my ability. Please let me know how you'd like to approach this. That's it. I mean, there's more. It, it's endless. I just, you know, I'm trying to keep it trim. Okay, let's speak about Kanye West. Kanye West is back! Kanye West is awesome. <laughs> oh my God, fuck Kanye West. Why? Interesting producer, shitty fucking rapper. That's my two cents. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I love hip hop and rap, but like I've always felt like, oh, you know, when I moved here, I was surprised that a lot of like hipsters like Kanye West, like hipsters in Tel Aviv are different than hipsters in New York or whatever. And I think that one of the reasons is because most people don't, you don't hear his rap like I hear his rap because you're not a native English speaker. So you hear like the beat, you hear whatever, you hear just like a bunch of syllables. But I hear lyrics like this one. To the wire, to the limit, na, na. So, um, you know, the song that everyone's like, Beautiful morning, you're the sun. And that one, mm-hmm. lyrics from that song that I can't miss, but I think most of my friends don't pick up on. Now, if I fuck this model and she just bleached her asshole and I get bleach on my t-shirt, I'm a feel like an asshole. That's so gross. Okay, so now he has this new do song. You, do, you want, do you want some quote from like Israeli rapper? No, I don't really I don't listen. know if it will be better. I, I don't want to say anything about the Israeli rap scene. <laughs> no, what about Ani Rochev al Nashim, Kmoal of Nebi MX? Gorem Laem Linvoach, Litzroach, Kemodi MX. Is that a Duda Farouk song? It's Lee called Sex, Zeri Flex, called Ba, Lochaber, Acharai, Ochle X. Yo, it's so. You want, you want to translate it? No, I don't. Kanye has a new track okay. called Vultures. And he did it with a few other people. Um, and it dropped like a podcast on Spotify. And at the two minute mark, there's this lyric. I don't know who I fucked last night. I got Alzheimer's. I don't know who them hoes is, man. They all lying. <laughs> Brody, tell me who them hoes is, man. They all fine running hooligan and we with the foolishness and then the music cuts out like in the back and it goes silent like it's just kanye rapping for this next lyric how i'm anti-semitic question mark i just fucked a jewish bitch (laughs) and then the music comes back in and he goes i just fucked scooters bitch is he talking about scooter brown and we ran up like olympics got pregnant in the threesome so whose baby is it whose baby is it my nick I don't want to say that word on the air. Okay. So anyway, it's, it's interesting funny. because non-Jewish women are hoes, I guess, and Jewish women are bitches. Fine. So he's doubling down. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Great. Thanks again, Jonah Hill, for that extraordinary film earlier this year over on Netflix. I can't believe it took the whole surfer girl friend fiasco to get you canceled and not that anti-Semitic trash. Um, What, what? I don't follow the reference. 
You didn't see the Jonah Hill movie earlier this year? The rom-com? No. Uh, you don't really miss anything. But I love uh, Jonah Hill. Uh, it's so painful to watch. I would offer to watch it again with you, but I like watched it twice last year because I wanted to like pitch a story. But it's just outrageous. It's called You People. Eddie Murphy's in it. David Duchovny's in it. Mm-hmm. Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld is in it. Uh-huh. Really outrageous. There's like a dinner table scene where they're basically just like, recycling the most anti-semitic shit that doesn't even make sense like basically regurgitating farrakhan like everyone's just like where did all this anti-semitism come from that we're seeing like after october 7th and i'm like where the fuck were you when we were talking about this the past few years like this you people thing like most of the accounts that are like really crushing it right now on on social media You know, like shout out to Henma Zieg and Roots and Metals and Eve Barlow and lots of accounts that have been doing amazing work. They were flagging a lot of this problematic behavior, like in terms of social media rhetoric, et cetera, like for a long time, for years. And January was particularly like when this Netflix movie came out. What happened in this movie that is so anti-Semitic? So Jonah Hill plays this like... upper middle class Jewish LA guy, you know, his mom is like Julia Louis-Dreyfus and his dad is like David Duchovny, like played by these people. It opens like in a scene at the synagogue on high holidays. Like I think I, either on Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur. And then it has like creepy old Jewish, men, like making fun of old Jewish men as being like lecherous and kind of like sexually perverse kind of like some really weird stuff. And then he's a podcaster and it's a romantic comedy. Like he meets a chick and like, she's, um, she's black. Then they start dating. It's a weird romantic comedy. because we don't even know how they fall in love, which is weird. Like normally a ro- romantic comedy, the focus is on like, this is how the couple falls for one another. You know, like they meet each other and then you see the courtship, you see the spark, you see what brings them together. That's not how this movie's set up, which is like one of its biggest shortcomings, I think, leaving aside the anti-Semitic stuff. Like they meet each other and then like five minutes later, they're living together and now they're getting engaged. It's like so fast. All they seem to have in common is like sneakers and like his podcast is about hip hop. And they like do some cutesy stuff, but like how... You go from there to like now we're engaged. Like I didn't really feel like their relationship was that compelling to me. This wasn't like when Harry met Sally, you know? So you say Jonah Hill, in a sense, is blame on things that happening right now at the world. I'm not going to <laughs> I don't think any one or two or three people are singularly to blame for what's going on in the world right now. I don't care if it's like a world leader, three world leaders, the owner of social, like it's not just one owner of social media. Like there are a lot of, this is a perfect storm. Like, you know, Booby said a few episodes ago, he said this was a perfect storm. And, and I, I really agree with that assessment, but you people was seen by like tens of millions of people. If I have the number right, it was like the number one trending movie on Netflix worldwide. for like a few days, I think. And it was really damaging, really damaging. Like the dinner table scene in that movie, I don't even want to repeat the crap that they said in that movie. You know what I mean? Like I, it's, it's really outrageous. If anyone's like interested in this, there were a 
bunch of really, really good articles that came out at the time um, that really like highlighted and unpacked a lot of what was so egregious about this film. I'm surprised it's still on Netflix. Like I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix. So it's day 46 of the war. Should we talk a little bit about like what's going on? I want to talk about the past, <laughs> not about the future, not about the present. Yesterday I saw news, um, news story. Mm. They took footage and interview about everything that happened in Gaza since 67 when they occupied it. And I can tell you that it's all the same. It's just right now we have iPhone and TikTok, but it's all the same and it will be the same. There is nothing changed. Okay, now they do it like more hardcore. They kill more people. They killed more people on our side. The cover news is more like rich. Yeah, it's good. The uh, coverage is, is richer. You mean like there's more coverage? Yes, the more coverages, you can see it in, in different media ch channel, but it's all the same. But new stage design. Interesting. There is the, the, the cliche that a nation that don't have a past. Oh, like that's not just any quote. That's a Winston Churchill quote. Okay. A nation that forgets its past has no future. So we can speak about the war, but I can tell you that if me and you will come a thing as like a podcaster who deal like Israeli conflict, we can have work forever. I'm really happy that you brought up the past because as we've discussed previously, you know, like I really do think history is repeating itself. There's something oddly comforting about that for me. And there's also something really empowering about it because instead of just like freaking out and being like, oh my God, this is so new. I feel like I'm waking up to this world. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Is this the first time we're seeing like the Jews bitterly divided amongst themselves and not having the same stance on stuff? It's not, the, it's not new. Did it happen during the Holocaust? It happened during the Holocaust, you know? And there's something about it that kind of, chills me out a second because if I strongly identify with that feeling that what's going on here is like a whole new thing, like the cat's out of the bag, humans were better once and now they're terrible, then there really is no hope. But if I can connect with how savage the human race has been over time and that throughout that history, you also have beautiful masterpieces and works of art and beauty and love and joy, then really it is a matter of my perspective. But I'm not saying, you know, change your perspective door. Like, don't vent, don't be annoyed. Fucking vent, bro. Like it's day 46 of this war. This has been exhausting. Yesterday I was like chilling on the couch, listening to episode 25, which has dropped. And thank God I was dressed because boom, six o'clock, air raid siren city, threw my shoes on, closed the door real fast, sprinted to the, to the shelter around the corner, down the street, ran down the stairs, made it in time. It was very stressful. Um, so, you know, feel whatever you're feeling. 
I, I really mean that. And has anything changed? Can anything change? Listen, it's crazy that Al Shifa hospital footage that came out this week. Wow. I mean, on the one hand, it's like, how much more wow can we say? Like we have crazy footage that's been coming out since day one. Hamas even filmed a lot of it, you know? So it's at this point, you're just like, what could really surprise me anymore? But we have CCTV footage from inside that hospital showing that the doctors that were like, I had no idea. I've never seen a terrorist in my life. Like they were full of shit. Like we have it on, we have it on camera. Like just like the Nazis had their doctors, like Dr. Mengele and lots of doctors that were doing experiments and cruel shit and definitely committing war crimes. You know, we have the smoking gun evidence for years. Everyone knew that Al-Shifa was part of the like terror complex. And now there's videographic evidence of it that essentially shows that the International Red Cross knew that all these doctors knew that all these like quote unquote photojournalists and agencies knew that UNRWA knew like everyone fucking knew. So it's a little bit different than 2021, 2014, 20, you know what I'm saying? Like things are shifting a little bit. But we are also shifting. Of course we're shifting. We're shifting all the time. I mean, we're still, we're not the same people that were around like a thousand years ago or a hundred years ago. In many senses we've evolved, but in other senses, I don't know. It's gotten very weird. I don't remember pre uh, previous conflicts where yesterday there was an exchange between John Kirby, who's the White House National Security Council spokesperson. So he was at a press conference and they were asking him, well, actually, I don't think they were asking him. He just decided he, at the press conference, he tore into anti-Israeli activists who have been accusing Israel of genocide in Gaza. You know, you've seen that everywhere, right? It's like all over their PR campaign. So he clarified that the demonstrators have a First Amendment right to free speech, but that this word genocide, quote unquote, is getting thrown around in a pretty inappropriate way by lots of different folks. And he continued, he went on to say, Israel is not trying to wipe the Palestinian people off the map. Israel is not trying to wipe Gaza off the map. Israel is trying to defend itself against a genocidal terrorist threat. So if we're going to start using that word, fine, let's use it appropriately. Game changer a little bit to see the White House coming out about stuff that's coming up on social media and protests. This is where he kind of lost me though, because it was all great up to there. And then he goes, yes, there are too many civilian casualties in Gaza. Like how many but, civilian casualties were in Iraq and Afghanistan? Are, like also, we're being so careful. You, all, all the time you looking outside. You want me to look inside? You're looking in the window and I want, we look in the mirror. It's 70 years we're doing the same shit. I don't think we are. And my children will go to the military, you know? It's fucking sad. We're not doing the same no, shit. No, I don't think we're so smart as we think we are. I don't think, I'm not, I don't think that I'm smart at all. I, I've said from day one that oh, I don't think we, we have so the entire unique. picture. What makes us unique? I don't know. I guess I'm fucking Jewish. Oh yeah, we started with that whole thing. Like you're you're bucking against this whole thing of like, oh, are we chosen? Are we not? I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird question. Like, do you think Jesus was sitting there and he was just like, fuck, I wish I wasn't Jewish? Maybe that's why, you know, he went off and did everything he did.
I have to say that the experience in sitting in your chair today, like I'm physically in the same part of the room, but you switch the chairs between us. So now I'm taller than you, which is quite the feat because you're so tall. You're so tall. What are you like? Six foot tall? You are six feet, like around six feet. Or are you like rounding up like people do on their dating profiles? So you're basically six, you're, you're basically six foot two or six foot three, depending on your mood. I don't know who am I, I just know one thing. Dora, that's extremely tall. That's very tall. So guys, Dora not only has an incredible, ladies I mean, because Dora's uh, still available and looking and eager to uh, find love through this podcast. He has an incredible head of hair. And um, he's six foot three when he's feeling bright and sunny, but he's like closer to six two when he's sad. I'm not looking for love. You're not looking for love? I'm oh no, that's right. <laughs> tell them what I'm looking for. Right, right, right. Hold on. I, I drafted it for him last week. Hold on. Dora is looking for a female companion for a predetermined amount of time, two months maximum. He's not interested in meeting your parents or your friends. One, two, three, and I always find, yeah, I always find something wrong. You've been putting up with my shit just way too long. I'm so gifted at finding what I don't like most. So I think it's time for us to have a toast. Let's have a toast for the douchebags. Let's have a toast for the assholes. Let's have a toast for the scumbags. Every one of them that I know. Let's have a toast for the jerk offs that'll never take work off. Baby, I got a plan. Run away as fast as you can. She found pictures in my email. I sent this picture, picture of my dick. I don't know what it is with females, but I'm not too good at that shit. See, I could have had me a good girl and still be addicted to them hood rats. And I just blame everything on you. At least you know that's what I'm good and at. Find, and I always find, yeah, I always find something wrong. You've been putting up with my shit just way too long. I'm so gifted at finding what I don't like the most So I think it's time for us to have a toast Let's have a toast for the douchebags Let's have a toast for the assholes Let's have a toast for the scumbags Every one of them that I know Let's have a toast for the jerk-offs That'll never take Thank you, Kanye. Thank you, Kanye. Uh, 24-7-365. Monday stays call. on Monday my mind.
fucking time up. It's gonna go where? Back to where it knocks. So I think it's fine. Knock it up, demon. Chop it up. I suck over my tongue. Bitch, you stop it up. Fools like vultures. Wanna find your friend? No fools. Can't blame them. They never seem to stop. So close. Every bag, every blouse, every bracelet.